on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Five minutes after six here on High Tide, entering the last hour of today's program. The enclosed waters forecast as we look at it at the moment. West to northwesterly winds, 10 knots becoming south to southeasterly in the evening, then becoming southwesterly late in the evening. Uh, seas below 0.5. There is a, a 1.1 metre. See, I didn't say a 1.1 yeah, metre. Six seconds. Well, you're not going to say one and a tenth, are you? One and a tenth, <laughs> I could. One and a tenth, I could be American and say buoy. Uh, <laughs> but further down the coast, right. and the further you get down the coast, the winds are picking up. You've got about 27 knots off the uh, coast of Ulladulla, but you need to go a fair way off to find that. But that's an inland forecast too, isn't it, you're giving not the... No, that, that was the coastal, coastal waters. Okay, yeah, coastal waters, yeah. 60 nautical miles seaward. Yes. So that is the state of play there. Okay, at uh, seven minutes after the top of the hour, Kieran Riki's back online with us. How are conditions up there, Kizza? Yeah, they're very good. I'm just having a look. It's, um, it's quite still. There's no breeze at all. The cloud's starting to build. But, you know, it's, it could be quite a nice day. Yeah. And I think, I I don't know what the scene swell is for up here at the moment, but I'm sure Al will look that up. And uh, if it's all good, I'd be going fishing. Are you going to have a fish? Or what are you going to do? Me? Uh, No, I can't quite stand up strong enough to go fishing yet. Okay. I'm getting close, though. You're getting close? Yeah. Well, that's good to see. I'll be... I'd say next week I'll wander down to Malula Bar and introduce myself to some charter boat operators. Be warned. We'll ring them first until we come. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening on the Sunshine Coast, be warned. Kieran Riki is on the loose. Speaking of which, I've got the rod. Would that be payola or a freebies he's after? Oh, you will, Kieran. Yeah, okay. I've got the rod I'm after. Well, I've found the rod I'm after. Now I've just got to get a reel to put on it, and I'll be out there. Oh, I told, I spoke to Mark at Narrabeen Bait and Tackle and said you might call in there. Yes, yes, and I know exactly which rod I'm, I'm searching for now. PJ the pink, gave the pink, me... The pink one. Uh, Pete, no, <laughs> Ma- it even matches the same colour as my motorbike, oh, too. Yeah. David, it, uh, Peter was seeing you towards an Albi reel or whatever. That's it. That'll be the one. Do you good. Grant said, what's an Alvi? No, I, 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 I just was distracted, sorry. That's all right. Okay. Kieran, we've got Mark Manasiak online from the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party. Morning, Mark. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Oh, we're good. We're having a bit of fun. Hey, Mark. Yes. Mark, I, I believe um, when it comes to the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party, the, the portfolio for fishing is your is yours. Yeah, it's my yeah, that's my baby that I have to look after. Yeah. So, how are we finding the new minister? Um, look, she, we haven't sat down yet. We we caught each other in the hallways the other um, oh, late last week, and we agreed to try and catch up that day, but it didn't actually happen. But um, but I'll be really wanting to sit down with her um, uh, next next week. It's our first sitting week. It's, there's a whole heap of things that are piling up in terms of issues that are concerning concerning fishermen across this state. Um, so I really need to sit down with her and and nut them out and see where her head's at with some of this stuff, uh, particularly 
um, what her federal colleagues are planning with these offshore wind farms. Yeah. Um, Mark, how does, how does a wind farm affect fishing, unless it's just offshore ones? Well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the offshore wind... We're talking about the uh, six six offshore wind farms that they're proposing. Um, two of them are looking to be in New South Wales, one in the, sort of the Hunter region area um, up the coast and one uh, potentially in the Illawarra. Um, and the Sydney Sydney fish market are particularly particularly concerned um, because obviously with these wind farms will come exclusion zones in terms of um, boats and vessels uh, going near them, and there's also environmental concerns about them when they when they're constructed, the sedimentation that they'll 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 cause, and what that will do to yeah, I guess crucial crab and lobster. Uh, habitat, you know, there's also concerns about the disturbance it'll it'll uh, give to migratory species like tuna, and um, even even just what impact it'll have on 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 larger mammals too, in terms of their you know, their ability to swim around and echo locate. So, also, you've got to lay cables for them too, haven't you? Well, that's yeah, that's right, that's right. You 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 got to get the power somehow from yes. offshore to. To, to, to yeah to the grid on land and um, obviously that's more disturbance and yeah the the Sydney fish market agrees with my agrees with my concern they've put out a submission to the federal government um, raising that's gonna, it's going to threaten their their biggest co-op or their biggest supply which is the Newcastle co-op um, who, who last year hauled in eight hundred and thirty six thousand kilos well. of of uh, product worth over $7.7 million gross. Um, so that's a, that's a huge contribution to our, you know, our fresh seafood market. And it's, they're saying it's their largest supplier. So if their largest supplier is under threat, plus you look at some of the independent fishes in that region, that's that's a real worry. Um, you know, I don't know the Federal Minister, Chris Bowen, says, oh, well, we've got, the be- we've got some of the best wind resources in... Um, in the world, and I said, "Well, we definitely in Parliament." Don't have <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, no, no, no. Well played. We, um, no, we've definitely got the best seafood resources in the world, and you know, people that worship on the, you know, at the altar of, you know, renewables, always tell you, "Well, you can't eat gas, and you can't eat coal, and like, well, you can't eat bloody wind turbines and <laughs> solar panels. You can't solar panels either." And here we are. Potentially threatening, um, you know, our access to some of the best seafood and yeah, um, and best protein. Well, so while, it's, while it's wind farms, while wind farms might seem benign as far as you know, not causing much grief, they can't recycle them. They just got to bury them somewhere. <laughs> when well, that, well that, that's that's right. Like, it, but I'm not a, I'm not a luddite. I love technology, but we got to be, we got to be realistic here. Every every technology, particularly if we're talking about energy technology every technology has a cost yes and yeah you can't you, you can't recycle these you know giant windmills the turbines you can't recycle the solar panels um you know they have you know they, they have a they have an end life and you have to decommission them mm. and no one wants to talk about that in terms of what we you know what we're going to do with that you know the problem we're creating for ourselves we just keep pushing it down uh, down the line. Why can't um, we have a reasonable conversation about nuclear power? <laughs> yeah. 
because everyone's still stuck on things like Chernobyl and you know, yeah. Fukushima. Yeah, but the technology has moved so far beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not funny. They just teach. It's the scare. Mark, it's the scare factor, isn't it? And don't you know yeah, if you yeah, go yeah. back in history when electricity first came out and the debate was AC or DC, everyone was oh it's going to be the end of the world. All yeah. our children are going to come out with deformities. You know, it's lack of knowledge by people. If we if you look at so many places around the world that do it safely yes. and and well, there's yeah. your model. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's there's some fantastic technology out there with um, the small nuclear. Uh, nuclear modular reactors, which basically stack onto the tr- on top of each other, and, and they're inherently safe. Um, so you don't get those that, those risks of you know Fukushima and Chernobyl and all that sort of business. But um, yeah, we, we we do need to have a sensible conversation about about nuclear and just about all technology that we're using. Because said, every technology has a cost, and when we and if I'm weighing up the cost between getting a bit of extra bit of bit of extra energy from, you know, wind offshore versus being able to eat fresh seafood and, you know, even export a lot of our great seafood to the world. I'm going to choose this. I'm going to choose to protect the seafood and I yeah. hope that the, the new fisheries minister would stand up and and, and say the same thing. So... If, you know, if you're a cynic, you could say it depends on what their green partners have to say with it. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's right. Um... It seems like they're leaning that way to um, try and ram things through, you know, our house by who they're trying to court for pre- yes. court for president. So um, it seems like they want to lean on their green partners for more things than us. Yeah. Uh, hey Mark, look, yeah. Mark, what, the major factor here is a word called common sense. That's two words. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That is two words, but unlike hot air, it's in short supply. And unfortunately, the people that you're talking to don't seem to have that. No, no, well, you know, her, you know the fisheries minister's federal colleague and even her own state MP for Newcastle, Tim Crackenthorpe, are up there with silly grins on their face, posing for photos, all excited about these these wind farms, you know. I would, if I was the local MP, I would be excited about destroying a business worth $7.7 million in my electric bikes. They don't think about yeah. unintended consequences. No, no, that's it. And I don't, they don't think past a couple of years of, you know, of an election term. So, right. we need, yeah, we need some long-term thinking here on what is it going to do, what are the, the long-term impacts and costs, as you said, uh, okay. about the decommissioning. No worries. Okay, Mark, thank you very much for your time this morning. Look forward to catching up soon. Yep, thank you, guys. Okay. You, know, you know what we need to do? That was Mark Benaziak, Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party from the Upper House. We need to commission a study on this for about 10 or $15 million. Not, I think that that'll improve anything, but it's a good way of uh, getting rid of another no, $10 or $15 million. You've got to get a committee. That's a lot yeah. of way. We'll yeah. put a committee together. See if we can get... you have that paid in high tide, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got to see if we can get you on it, Kieran. It might make, uh, might make politics quite interesting. Could you imagine putting him on a committee? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back soon. I see my mistake. Talking sport has Sydney talking. Hello, boy. Oh, hang on a sec. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) 
the smoke had gone upstairs, you know. And uh, yeah. when he got to my son's bedroom, got all St George stuff up there. Yeah. And um, he looks at the stuff. He turns around. He was with another guy. And he goes, "You're John." Oh, it was just so funny. And you know, my wife goes, "Oh my god, your show's popular, boy." Infamous. <laughs> You're famous, mate. Weekdays from three. After you to be my MC at my wedding, Dolphin right. Alsovania. Right. Are you interested? Well, I, 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 I can't. I can't answer anything I don't have, Al. Look, as, uh, as Graham's representative, you'll need to put all of that in writing. <laughs> talking Sport has Sydney talking. How close is this rugby league competition going to be this year? I'm just in trouble by it, actually. I mean, who would have thought that the Warriors and the Dolphins would start the way they did? It's bizarre. The way the comp is, it's just unbelievable, you know? Talking Sport, weekdays from three. Brain tumour. Migraine, dementia, concussion. Have you Dyslexia, or someone you love MSA, been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neurone disease, stroke, epilepsy, Alzheimer's. There can be no cure dystonia, without research. Parkinson's, Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call 1300 Double eight triple six zero. Easy Mortgages offers flexible home loans to suit whatever stage you're at. Whether you're buying a home, investing, renovating, or refinancing, they'll help you compare and save. Easy Mortgages lends quickly and easily, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Visit the website, key in your details, and get an answer within 24 hours. Go to easymortgages.com.au or call one 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 535100. You know, a flat tyre is no problem at all when you carry the amazing Easy Jack in the boot of your car. With Easy Jack, you can raise and lower the height of your vehicle at the push of a button. Easy Jack comes with its own rattle gun, so you can loosen and tighten those hard-to-budge wheel nuts. Easy Jack simply plugs into your car's 12-volt power source. So go to Easy Jack, that's E-Z-I-J-A-K dot com dot A-U, or phone Rebecca on 04. 2-7-2-9-0-2-9-7. A practical, inexpensive Mother's Day gift idea is Stiff, Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. If you, your mum or someone else you know suffers from arthritis and other aches and pains, Stiff, Sore and Sorry is the gift that keeps on giving. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. To find the location of your nearest Stiff, Sore and Sorry stockist, go to the website loveoilcollection.com.au Listen to 2SM online, 2SMsupernetwork.com More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 20 minutes after 6 here on High Tide. Good to have the pleasure of your company this morning. Yeah, Kieran Reiki on our committee. (laughs) (laughs) And why not? Captain Chaos. (laughs) And don't forget uh, my salary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Greg Reed, do you think we're pushing up the barking up the wrong tree? Good morning. Uh potentially. <laughs> potentially. <laughs> that was very politically correct. correct yes. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta be, don't you? <laughs> How are you, sir? Yeah, very good. Very good, living the dream. That's good to see. Yeah. And you like that photo that I sent you the other day? Oh mate, that, that little island in that photo that's uh that's 
going to be my new camp, I think. That's good. That's good. For yeah. I was flying over the top of Greg's place and I took a photo of the, the basin for him. Yeah, it just reminded me, I've got I've got a four-acre island within five kilometres of my house. And, um, right. Yeah, yeah it, needs to, it needs to have someone go camping on it. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, no, it's good. But, uh, how's the fishing been down there? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, for what I've been doing. Um, I'm just sort of walking around the shallows and uh, picking off a Squid and salmon and tailor and brim and flathead and um, been doing a bit of tempura batter this week. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a, a killer little session last night actually. Just on the grab the few squid first on dark. So you got your high tides at the moment, uh, late afternoon. So that's pretty conducive to squid fishing around the edges, or all, all, all sort of fishing around the edges actually, because as that tide comes in. All well, predators sort of come in a bit closer to the shore in those low light periods. Um, yeah, a few salmon on top water right on dark last night as the moon was coming up over Bowen Island. It's pretty magic. Pretty yeah. magic. So, um, yeah, inshore wise, like it's, um, you know, a lot of fish sort of left the estuaries at the moment. Uh, the mullets are still running on the beaches. Uh, blackfish and brim, that's still going on. Um, so the the beach side of things is um, is fishing pretty good. Um, I did have a few sneaky reports of OK Snapper at the start of the week. We had a pretty pretty decent easterly swell at the start of the week, and that sort of stirred things up. Um, that cold water's come, and Eden's the water temp down in Eden's dropped down now below twenty degrees. So that'll start to sort of push up the coast. Uh, I still don't think it's going to get cold here till July. So the water temp here at the moment's. Um, Probably still offering 21 degrees. Beautiful in the water. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're going to get another big stir up on Monday. Um, so just, yeah, watch the weather this weekend. You should get today. Today and should, be, should be pretty good. Um, but from lunchtime onwards tomorrow, we're going to just see an East Coast lows pretty much start to bomb off the coast here, and that's really going to stir things up over overnight on Sunday. Um, you probably have strong gales on Sunday night and um, then a massive swell on Monday. So um, if you think you're going to have Monday off and go rock fishing, forget it. Or, or boating, it's not going to happen. No. Uh, no. The locals have been working pretty hard on the mullet. Yeah, okay. The netters. Yeah. Yeah, down Yeah, 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 it's an annual thing. But, um... Here and I, I target them off the beach on Lewis. Like I'm probably the only one that does it, but it's, it's hell of a lot of fun. Really, really simple. Just fish a lot. Nice long rod, ten foot six rod, um, three pound braid, eight pound leader. I use about a one sixteenth jig head, and I cut down a little grub. And the fish aren't actually hungry, but you uh, just cast that grub out into a school of fish that's just just swimming swimming past, and uh, slow roll it, and they just eat it. They legitimately eat it. They scoff it down their gob and then off they go. And, uh, yeah, a whole lot of fun catching these, you know, these like two, three kilo fish um, in really shallow water. And um, I don't care what anyone says, but mullet is fresh. Mullet is absolutely delicious. Very strong flavour, very nice to eat. Yeah, I don't know about the strong flavour thing. Um, just salt and pepper and butter yep. in the pan. Um, really yeah. hot pan too, so like you put the skin down and it sort of crisps, crisps up the skin on the outside, and then uh, turn it over. You don't cook it for more than about a minute and a half either side. Oh, 
lovely. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely delicious. You sound like you're salivating. He is. <laughs> yeah, I am. No, I've been eating heaps of it. I've been eating heaps of it. It's been, it's been great. Um, but, yeah, look, I, overall, I, I don't really have any reports from uh, from well offshore at the moment, but um, there's still plenty of pelagics and, um, um, in, around the, in around the headlands in the bay, so I'm assuming, you know, this, <clears throat> this time of year, what are we into now, May? We're going into transition period now for the Kings. Now that the water temps start to drop, you'll start to get those, some of those bigger models come back in just prior to winter as well. Um, but, yeah, all in all, uh, pink and green squid jigs, um, all around the edges, um, beaches are good. You got your high tides early in the morning and uh, late in the afternoon. Probably right on the moon today, you'll probably find that it'll slow down a bit. The fishing tends to go pretty good the three to four days in the lead up to the full moon. Day of the full moon can be uh, always a bit iffy, um, and then it, it'll probably start to get good early in the week. But um, well, like I said, that east coast low is happening. Monday, so you might be going fishing Monday. Okay, no worries. Okay, Greg, thank you for that. We'll talk soon. No worries. Okay, Okay. don't forget to pray, Lewis. Okay, so yeah, that's Greg Reed. Nick Grant. Yeah. Why do they have? I didn't do it. Why do they have Gold Coast races on the Sunshine Coast? The Gold Coast races are on the Sunshine Coast because uh, I'm sure they were doing there was a track issue and that was transferred across. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I did hear it during the week, but um, generally you it's are correct. Yeah, they, I'm sure they're doing some work on the track, and okay. they had that meeting lined up. And the Sunshine Coast were quite happy to. Uh, of course, they would be. Yeah, they get the money. It's a very nice track over there. Caloundra. And what, what's interesting is Caloundra normally race on a Sunday, okay. right? So, Correct. And I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to back up. I haven't checked the schedule Tomorrow. to see if that's the case, but uh, certainly give uh, people like Paul Joyce a, a busy weekend, which is nice to see. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Okay, now the tips, Karis tips. If we're going up the Sunshine Coast, race six, number two, Yellow Brick. Race seven, number one, Zaki. Okay, and come down to Gosford, which is a Sydney race today. Race seven, number one, think about it. And he said you could have a Quinella with number 12, The Face, in that one. There you go. Interesting name, The Face. There's some interesting names out there. I got into trouble during the, the week. Um, there was a uh, greyhound running by the name of White Whale. and I, I thought it was an unusual, an unusual name for a greyhound. For great, yeah, I sort of related it more to a mother-in-law. Right now, Make a Wish is supporting over 800 critically ill kids across Australia. That's more Wish kids than ever before who need your support. Wish kids like Cooper. Eight-year-old Cooper has a rare neurological condition and often spends his holidays in hospital. His biggest wish is to have a fun holiday in the snow, throwing snowballs and building a snowman. Thanks to Make a Wish, that's all about to come true. Helping sick kids like Cooper find hope is something we all have the power to do. You can help create inspirational wishes. Donate today at makeawish.org.au. Well, think about it. Two days of food and wine and entertainment, all yours to enjoy outdoors at Parama Park, Piermont, this coming weekend. You can sample and purchase wines from some of the finest winemakers in some of the best regions like Orange, Mudgee, the Hunter Valley, of course. You can feast on oysters at the Oyster Bar from Sydney Fish Market and delicious hot food from your favourite Sydney food vendors. It's all there. Yes, at the Piermont Food and Wine Festival. It's all there. Kind of sound like a hell of a good celebration to me. And it's free. Admission is quite free. 
I mean, go for the food, go for the wine, go for the entertainment, but go for the hell of it, I would. And make sure you have a good look around the family-friendly Piermont Food and Wine Festival. For more information, go to piermontfestival.com.au, piermontfestival.com.au, or you can just show up this coming Saturday and Sunday at Parama Park, Piermont, on Parama Road, overlooking Sydney Harbour. For a game of golf you and your friends will love, take the chance to play Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Ludnam. With an immaculate 18-hole par 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks is an Augusta-like golf challenge you'll be raving about for years to come. To make a booking or for more information, go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670 Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. This is 2SM Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 29 minutes away from 7 here on High Tide. Grant Boyden, Alan Blake and Kieran Ricky with you. And Alan, now it's time to go offshore and find out what's going on. Nice part of the world where I'd like to be at the moment. Up around Rainbow Beach. Rainbow Beach charts. Greg, good morning. Good morning, Kieran. How are you? No, we're good. How's the weather up there? Um, It's absolutely beautiful today. It's... um sort of really, really starting to get into a bit of winter weather, a bit of chill in the morning, but, um, yeah, sensational days. Hang on, what do you call a bit of a chill in the morning? What temperature is that? Oh, anything in single digits. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> that's, I agree with that. Yeah, we can, we can we accept can, that. Yeah, we can accept that one. So, yeah, well, so, so I, think, I think we're about eight or nine degrees this morning, so okay. just enough to wear a jumper. That's fresh. Yeah. How's the fishing been up there? Um, it's been really, really good prior to and up to Easter. Right. And then uh, ever since Easter, we had some bad weather, and it's just hopped back into a, a decent weather pattern again. And, yeah, the sort of reef fishing starting to starting to happen. Our snapper is starting to appear and everything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, over Easter, we had really good fishing for pelagics, mackerel, and... The reef fishing was okay, uh, but it wasn't brilliant. But, yeah, it's definitely improved with a little bit of chill in the mornings. Okay. So, so you rig up differently for the different things? What do you, do you change your charters um, around? A little bit. You, you change your you, you change your priorities. So um, during summertime, you'll spend the mornings chasing a few mackerel, um, doing a bit of trolling, 
as well as as well as you know live baiting or um, casting at schools. And yeah, when you're reef fishing, it's sort of a little bit different areas, and also you're fishing a bit deeper. You know, targeting your snapper and pearl perch, parrotfish, and so on. Okay, so with your your fishing up there, what what's a, what time do you leave in the morning? What time do you get back? Um, oh, this time of year we're taking off about five in the morning, um, just so we've got a hint of daylight on the bar, or once we're outside the bar, and then yeah, back in around three in the afternoon on the normal day. But uh, we do charters by arrangement for any time. Okay. So um, we don't do overnight charters, but we do do some extended charters up to sort of 13 to 16 hours. It's a big uh, day. The guys who want to sort of try and get to the more remote areas. Okay. And how are the bookings been? Are they, is, it, is it a busy time for you at the moment? Um, yeah, well, it, it is, although the next couple of weeks on my way, um, on my way at school, I'm doing my next skipper's ticket. Nice. Um, bit of a bit of an upgrade there, uh, but at the same time, yeah, it's it's been really good over Easter. Normally a little bit quiet now, and um, sort of into June, July, uh, which is our snapper season up here. Um, everyone everyone seems to want to try and get a snapper trip in. It'd be nothing worse than booking in. Uh your next skipper's ticket and finding that it's all of a sudden become a very busy period and they kick on the door, Dad, you'd be kicking yourself for that, wouldn't you? Oh, it happens. Yeah, it happens. you can't predict it. Unfortunately, you've got to look at when things are available and, um, and, and yeah, make the decision and go and do it. Yeah. Okay. So, that's, hey, that's like today, it's beautiful weather, but um, had a had a family day planned, so I'm off fishing with my seven-year-old in a minute. Oh, beautiful. Hopefully, hopefully get a nice feed of whiting in the straits. Beautiful. Okay. Greg, thank you. Now, if someone wants to book with you, what's the best contact details? Um, you can either find me on Facebook, Double Island Point Fishing Charters. Um, so that's my Facebook page. Or my mobile number's 0417-073-313. Okay. And, um, yeah, excellent. No worries. Thanks very much for your time this morning, Greg. Cheers, guys. Okay. See ya. Now, Kieran, you had a question for Al? Yeah, I do. I just think that Al, myself, and Batty, we could get up there in June and catch a couple of big snapper. Okay, you organise it. You can pay for it. Hello? He's got a big mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So so who's going? I thought we could take Batty. Uh, Yeah. Batty, you and I. Okay. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. No, me. Grant does a good job there on the <laughs> yeah, you He get... woke up where I was going with that. Yeah, <laughs> he woke up where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Too much fun. But, uh, oh, well. We better... What are we going to do? Okay. We're going to get a mic now. Oh, we're going to get a mic. Are we? How are you guys? Not bad. Yourself? Yeah, great. Really good. Really good. Thanks for having me on this morning. And we're going to be chatting with you today about crossing bars safely and um, offshore safety. It's something I'll oh, be listening to. Transport for New South yeah, Wales. That's yeah. where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'll be, something I'll be listening to what you're saying very, very closely. So fire away. I'm interested. Okay, cool. Um, so 
uh, Coastal Bars, we've got about uh, 47 gazetted Coastal Bars along the New South Wales coast. And what a Coastal Bar is, it's a shallow shifting sandbank at the entrance to coast uh, to rivers and coastal estuaries. Yeah. And they're all different. That's the big thing. They're all different. You may have crossed one and it might have been in a certain uh, condition at the, on the initial crossing, but then in the afternoon or whenever you come back, it might be totally different. So all of that needs to be factored in. And keep in mind, too, as I said, they're all different right up and down the coast. Yeah. Now, um, is there cameras on most of these bars? Oh, we've got um, we've got 21 cameras along the New South Wales coast. So of the 47, we've only got uh, cameras on the 21 of them, but we also have one down at Lake Eutonburg. Okay. Um, for people that would like to head down there. And it's just helpful. When you're preparing to head out or to go to do one of these crossings, you can use that in the lead-up. And it's super important that when you get to the location where you do want to cross, that you seek as much advice as what you can from the commercial operators, from the tackle shop, from whoever you can speak to. Um, they're going to be your best source of information. And ideally, you would cross with an experienced skipper before you try it yourself. Yeah. So... And always yeah, yeah. important, Mike, to re- to remember too that while the while the cams are fantastic um, and they do give you a rough idea, you don't always get a genuine perspective of the size of the swell. It looks much more inviting on the camera than, than it, it actually when you is. Get in there. Yeah. Whereas if you contact, you know, like Marine Rescue or a local that's that's up there, or even contact if you're going into a marina, contact the marina. There's so many people that you can contact to find out how it's performing today. And if you're there. Just as Alan said before, just walk out and have a look at it. We always say, yeah. to, we always say to people when they're looking at boats, and they say, "Oh, that's a bit big for me," and we say yeah. they shrink when you put them in water. Yep, yeah. and along with that, you know, you've got all of the um, uh, the weather that you can check on. Tide times are critical. I mean, obviously, the, the best time to cross, or most appropriate, is on an incoming tide. When you get a run out tide. Um, that can change the conditions totally depending on what the weather and sea conditions are doing. Yeah. So, you know, all those sorts of things need to be factored in, factored in. Prepare your vessel, um, especially the steering and throttle controls, uh, watertight hatches, drains, and, um, yeah, it, you've got to make sure that you've got it all secured because if you, you have something on the boat shift, it may affect the, the stability of the boat. And not only that, for example, if you head out and you unfortunately have to go through a wave and you un- sorry, you deploy an anchor, which you didn't mean to do because it falls out of the hatch and over the side, the last thing you want is to be anchored in the middle of a bar. <laughs> <laughs> so just secure everything. Um, check your safety equipment. That's, you know... You need to instruct, or our listeners need to instruct everyone on board where their safety equipment is and how to use it and what to do in an emergency situation. You don't want to wait until it all turns horrible and then try and, you know, try and rectify the situation because many times it doesn't work. And, and most and importantly, yes. wear the life. That's what I was going to do. 
everyone on board must wear that life jacket whether you're going out or coming back in. Yes. And, Blakey, as you've mentioned before, another golden rule is if you're heading out, by all means, pull up and take a look at it and suss it out and wait for the sets to come through. But once you commit to going... You're committed. You're committed. The go. Man, the, right. the amount of boats you see, they go out through one, oh, I'm not going to make this, so they turn around, they just get That's rolled That's when they over. get into trouble. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's, there's an art for that as well. It's different whether you're going, coming in or going out, but we look at um, going out. First thing you need to do is, as you said... Maintain that steerage and head as much as you can um, towards the wave. If you try and turn, it can all turn very bad very quickly. Um, and yeah, you can get swamped trying to turn, or you'll broach the boat because the wave will pick you up and um, roll it over. So the other thing is, don't approach, uh, approach the waves at a high speed. No, you need to just take your time. <sighs> And if you can see a, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, wave cresting or something like that? Yeah, if you can avoid the wave cresting and, and move through the saddle of the wave, yes, um, that's by far the best go. But And if, unfortunately, you do have to go through a breaking wave, you do it very slowly because you definitely don't want to become airborne. That's right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit of an art. Coming back in, um, that's probably a little bit easier in some ways. But most importantly, don't ever try and run down the face of the wave. <laughs> no, sit on the back of it. It's much easier. <laughs> yeah, sit on the back of it. And actually, before you even attempt to come back in, sit and watch the swirl mm-hmm. that's coming through. And if you think it's... After you watch that for a while and you can pick your wave, sit on the back of the wave, but keep in mind you may have a wave, or you most likely will have a wave behind you. Yeah, and you, you want to go between, come in between sets. Yeah, 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 yep. yep. Okay, yep, Mike, 100%. thank you very much for your time this morning. Very informative. No problem. Have a great day, Okay, guys. cheers. Mike Baldwin, Transport uh, for New South Wales Maritime. And if you think we're, we're kidding, I know we, we talk about this so often on the program, and if you think we're kidding, just hop onto YouTube, type in Noosa Bar Crossing, and go and watch some of the some of the swells that people just, try and go out. Just watch all over inlet. Hall, well, I I don't know. I think the Noosa one's a bit more hardcore. To be honest, with you. I've yeah. seen you know I've seen I've never seen um, in the US one rollovers as many rollovers as I've seen on the Noosa Bar Crossing. Yeah, and, a rumor. And 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 it's exactly what Mike's saying. They were you know there were the boats hitting these waves at ridiculous speeds. Oh, yeah. No brains. You know, you just think, oh, you are absolutely kidding. You're asking for drama. Yeah, that's it. Okay, we'll take a break. Let's do high tide in the Super Network. Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. It struck me that uh, $3 billion is quite an amazing amount. Unfortunately, scams are, um, are on the increase because people are just getting smarter and smarter with scams. The ACCC chair, Katarina Lowe, said this was partly due to scammers using new technology to lure and deceive victims. We've seen alarming new tactics emerge, which makes scams incredibly difficult to detect. Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, 
zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. With more and more people preferring to shop online these days, a new website from List Designs can help you harness the potential of these customers. List Designs will create a website that's affordable, functional and looks fantastic. Mention 2SM and get a new HTML or WordPress 10-page website tailor-made for your specific requirements from just $600. Go to listdesigns.com.au or call List Designs on 0404042492. With Angel Flight, hundreds of needy, seriously ill Australians don't have to spend painful days on the road. Angel Flight pilots fly them there, free of charge, turning miles into minutes. So please, support the work of Angel Flight or get involved as a volunteer pilot or driver and help bring blessed relief to people who so desperately need some. Peters of Kensington is online. Shop all the top brands and great prices with the same excellent in-store service. They sell great cookware brands like ScanPan, KitchenAid, Breville and Smeg, as well as Rydal Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware and much more. Peters also stocks a beautiful range of home decor, lamps, rugs, furniture, cushions and Manchester. They even have afterpay. Visit petersofkensington.com.au. Hi, I'm Graham Hughes. If you need help managing arthritis, do as I did and try Arborvitae Joint Health. After I finished my football career, old injuries meant my life was full of aches and pains. That was until I discovered Arborvitae Joint Health. Always read the label, use only as directed, and if symptoms do persist, consult your healthcare professional. Go to Arborvitae, that's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U or phone 1300-879-863. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It's 13 minutes away from 7 here on High Tide. We're going to, uh, yes? We're going to speak to Scott Nichols, Senior Fisheries Management, Coastal Systems, Marina State Management Branch, New South Wales, DPI. I was going to say that, but I'm so glad you did because that is a mouthful. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Good morning. It is a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> Scott, you want to talk about Kyogre, Weir and Fishway, but can you, for the uninitiated, what is a fishway? Yeah, sure. So um, a lot of the native fish in Australia, they're pretty poor swimmers in comparison to overseas fish like salmon and trout, which can jump. So um, when there's a structure in in a river, like a weir or a road crossing or something, um, that forms a barrier to their movement within the river systems. And they need to move around um, to find breeding partners and to access food and to avoid predators and that sort of thing. So any of these sort of structures that are in the way um, cause a problem for them to be able to move. And a fishway um, breaks down what would normally be a quite a high difference between upstream and downstream water levels into a series of steps which are navigable for the fish. So they're able to actually move upstream, um, which is the, the direction that we generally sort of look at um, hope that we can improve the fish passage in river systems. Now, do the predator, the fish predators work out that the fish are all going to come up this ladder and stay, wait for them there? <laughs> 
sometimes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Including fishers sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the, the aim of it is that hopefully they, um, you know, they can, they can move through pretty easily and get on their way pretty quickly so that they're not, um, not caught up at that structure, which is what would have happened prior to the fishway being in place. Now, these aren't new, are they? The Wii was put in there, what, 1930? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the weirs are in, in place all across the state for various purposes, most uh, obviously for water storage and for usage for irrigation and that sort of thing. So they've been around for a while, So, and they're often a number on a particular river system or a catchment, so it's sort of like a death of a thousand cuts for these fish. They um, sort of get stuck between um, barriers until there's flows such that the structure gets drowned out so that means that you know they have to rely on those high flows or flooding flows to get through and move around the system right um so the the idea is that by putting a fishway in place um they can move around when they need to and and they can move when you know their breeding desires require it yeah because with some of these uh, fish barriers and and weirs you remove them then add them back again at different times um try to remove them where we can obviously that's not possible if if the weir is still in use and the um, structure is being used for water storage so uh, just a bit of background to Kyogle that was put in place for um, council um, water to provide for the town Um, and the reason that the fishway was able to be put in place at that one is that they were um, undergoing a strategy to look at water security and um, it allowed them to put a dam off on off the side of the river and they can pump to that and collect water in um, good times and hold it for drought times um, or when the water quality is bad and that meant that they weren't so reliant on the weir being in place in the in the river and they could um, look at options to um, manage that and improve it for the ecology. Okay now the good thing is that means the bass are back in the Kyogle but the bad thing is you've got the closures just started. That's right. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but come uh, September when the season reopens, um, be able to get out there and fish again for the um, bass and estuary perch. So, yeah, we have a four-month closure that um, protects the fish while they spawn. Bass are a species that um, live in the fresh water and then they move down into the estuary to breed. Um, it's actually the females that are up in the upper catchment and they move down. The boys are a bit more lazier. They hang around closer to the... Um, salt water so uh, they don't have to move so much but um, in winter they move they make that movement down into the um, estuary and then come spring and summer they'll head back upstream again Um, so just for that four months they we try to um, allow that to occur so they have the best chance to recruit and breed now that does not include impoundments does it the closure no no that's right impoundments are okay to um, keep fishing through that season okay that's good Quite interesting. But, um, what else has been happening at fisheries? Uh, just, uh, I've, I've been working on a project with uh, Transport for New South Wales to fix up um, bridges and replace a whole lot of um, timber bridges into um, concrete bridges. So that's a permitting process that we that we go through. Any works that um, occur in the waterway um, require a permit, generally require a permit from us from fisheries because you're um, affecting the fish in the fish habitat. So just keeping an eye on those sort of things. Um, and uh, yeah, just 
from a fishway and fish passage perspective, where this is um, just one of the um, projects that we've got going under the marine state management strategy, and we're looking at other um, structures to try and help fish get on their way as well. Now, if you want to find out about this sort of things, you can find it on the fisheries website? Yep, on DPI fisheries website or on the marine estate uh, management strategy website. Um, if you wanted to contact me directly, um, you can. It's uh, My name's scott.nichols at dpi.nsw.gov.au. Okay. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Very informative, Scott. No worries. Have a great okay, day. Okay, cheers. Scott Nichols from uh, DPI. It's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, you don't realise some of the work that goes on in the background and what happens. And good work. Yeah. Hey, gentlemen. Yes, Kieran. There's about 12 different species of fish that use those fishways. Yes. That's good. Good, isn't it? Yeah. Good. So what are they? Oh, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> You've made the same. Hey, Kizza, watch this. <laughs> Kizza, watch this. Watch this. If you're thinking of heading out today, beautiful day to do it. Winds west to northwesterly below 10 knots, becoming south to southeasterly in the evening, becoming southwesterly later in the day. We've already had we we've had our low tide. It was uh, earlier today, 2:33. High tide's going to be 8:30. One up, one and a half meters. One and a half. Say, I knew I'd get him. I knew I'd get him. I knew I'd get it. One and a half metre, or if you like, 1.53. The next See, low, so it's not one and a half, it's 1.53. <laughs> low tide at 2.18 of half a metre, or 0.5 if you're blaking. There you go. There there you go. go. I, knew, I knew I could get him fired up. Yeah, uh, listen, by the way, yes. Blake's Maroon's open today, so shopping at Blake's Maroon would be good. And you mentioned the Yamaha Motors. Yeah, if you want to, if you're after a repower and you need a bit of finance, Yamaha's got a deal on their 33 to 130 horsepower, 5.99 percent comparison rate, which is uh, cheap money at the moment. What about down the Chandley? Yeah, after my favourite girl there. Yeah, gum by your uh, your mother, a new rod, a real sounder. Yeah, Mother's Day <laughs> next week. It is. It is. Day. Yeah, Mother's Day. Buy a new boat. Buy a new station. Let's go. Yeah, go and buy a new boat. A pink boat. We can do that. Okay. We'll pressure. Put a pink ribbon on it for you. Pressure's on, guys. Tomorrow we, we, can't be, we can't be fishing and Monday definitely out. So if you're going today, where would you go and what would you chase? Sydney Harbour. There's lots of things being caught in the harbour. They're getting a good size Great brimble place, around the place. Bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, uh, port hacking will be good. They get a good run of whiting at port hacking. But anywhere up and down the coast on the beaches... You got the brim flathead, and don't forget the runner mullet. And I thought that was very good from Greg about fishing for mullet. Yes, yeah, and they're a good eating fish too. They're very much maligned, but uh, they are a good eating fish. And don't forget the Ludderick in the Lower Hawkesbury. There you go, Ludderick in the Lower Hawkesbury. That was a voice from out the side. Yeah. yeah. Was that the voice from outside? <laughs> 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 hey, quickly, Sorry, Al. The what's the kid. golden rule of thumb when you're uh, letting your anchor out, like uh, the length? About to three to one. Three to one. If That's you're in twenty foot of water, you want about sixty feet. And if you've got a strong current or got a big, big tra- change of tide, more is better. Five to one. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, more is better. Hmm? Plenty of change. That is the program for today. If you're heading up, please enjoy the day. And uh, don't forget to join us tomorrow from 4 o'clock when we do it all again on the High Tide program. Big program lined up for tomorrow, too. Yeah, it's be an interesting one. Should be Safe good. boating, everyone. And as Kieran always says, say it, Kizza. Keep your eye on the sky.
Well, the wobbler and the dragonfly knew us like they knew the river bend. But as sure as yappies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end. 